Welcome to the View from the Three podcast. Hi everybody, welcome back to Views from the Free. I hope you are all well. Um, on this week's episode, we are talking about the passing of Chadwick Boseman, uh, the legacy he's left as the Black Panther, what impact that will have on our generation and other generations and people of colour. And we're going to also dive into the um, a slight review of the film Tenet, which we all watched over the weekend. Um, so I'm sure you lot listening and you two here were um, very surprised to hear of the passing of Chadwick uh, Boseman. So suddenly out of the blue, um, what was your what was your first thoughts when when you knew well, when you found out he passed? It's a shock, really. Um, similar to Kobe Bryant, it's unbelievable. I think where he's so young and it's so sudden and there's no sign of it happening. It just came out of nowhere. It's just shocking and sad, really. And then you obviously realising that he was going for it for a number of years while still making films. Um, it's just incredible what he was able to do before he passed. Yeah, same for me. I thought it was um, came as a complete surprise. Um, just really gives you a sense of mortality. You think he's a 42-year-old man and his life has ended. And uh, yeah, it's just quite... It's just very sad. It's just very, very sad. Yeah, I think, yeah, the fact that it was so, um, so out of the blue as well, like you thought, obviously... There was hopes of obviously Black Panther 2 coming out in 2022. He just um, came up with 21 Bridges earlier this year or last year. Last um, year. And then, yeah, like you said, it's, it's the similar to Kobe. You can't quite believe that he was dead, um, especially now, obviously, black people finally finally had a superhero to look up to. And then this is sort of the way he goes out. But it was obviously testament to him that he's been fighting this battle for like three, four years without anyone knowing, apart from his close circle. And like you said, he was still able to produce films and great performances. So it's sort of a testament to his character of who he was, really. Yeah, it's high-quality films as well. It wasn't like he was just putting out as many shit films as he could before he finished. Every uh, All the films that he did, so what did he do? The Five Bloods, Black Panther, both Avengers films. In that time, they were all good quality films. Um, that most people would hope they could do. Um, so to be able to do that while suffering is just, it's unreal. Unreal. But it's still, it's still shocking. Like, I'm still not, I say over it, I'm still not over Kobe Bryant dying. It's still like, it's just unbelievable to me. Does it make you appreciate life a little bit more? As in like, does it make you think about how things can just go from, you know, you walking down the street one day to you not living anymore? Yeah, I think I think it coincides with the age I am as well. Where I think about time and not necessarily time that's been wasted, but just how you spend your time. Like as much as like I like you think in life, you just want to chill and relax, and that's good, and that is all well and, and have fun, and it is all well and good, and that is it is good and it is fun. You still want to have purpose and still have output, and that's one thing that he was like. He stood by with like having purpose, so even though he knew that he was suffering with this thing, even though he knew he was dying, he still wanted to fulfill his purpose. And it, yeah, it, it has made me think about like, like you say, life short essentially. Because yeah. it made you think about doing anything that you like doing something that you haven't done before, or thinking that you should take the opportunity, you know, like, yeah, just inspired you to, to take action on something. I think it reaffirmed, not necessarily made me think, but it reaffirmed in my mind that, like, if you were to try something and fail at it, then there's a lot worse things that could happen. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you could do, like, so you might as well just take the risk and try something. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, whatever. Like, at least you know you've done it rather than not trying to do it. So I think, yeah, I, I took that from it, but like I said, it more reaffirmed it rather than made me think about it. First of all, what about you, Aaron? Um, yeah, similar to Jordan, I think there's been several experiences that happened in my life already, or, or even people just dying in the public domain as well. This, um, 
made me think about how short life is, etc. Um, and what you do in life. But as I said to you before, it's what I said to you last year, it's almost like what you do in life, it doesn't it doesn't actually it doesn't actually matter. Like there's no like once you're once you're gone, you're gone. Um so you might as well do things that you enjoy as much as you can and spend time with the people that you enjoy doing things with as much as you can because like I said, when it, when it all comes down to it, the, the real importance is only health and family, isn't it, really? It's nothing. We all have goals. We want to do certain things and experience certain things. And experiences are a big part of it. And we want to, well, some, we want to have things and nice cars, nice houses, nice holidays. But when it comes down to it, as long as you've got your health and your family, um, there's not too much more you can, you can really ask for. Everything else is sort of a bonus. It's more. It's more than doing. Well, just doing what you enjoy, though, isn't it? Because like, I've always felt. I've always done what I enjoy, and I've always placed importance on doing what I enjoy. But what I enjoy isn't necessarily anything important. It could just be me watching TV and eating. Like, whereas it's doing something. I feel like you should be doing something. Everyone should be doing something they enjoy, but with a purpose. If you know what I mean. Um, I think Aaron's point is there is there is no purpose. Yeah. Like, well, there is no purpose to life. Therefore, why not just do the things that you do enjoy while you're here mm-hmm. to enjoy them? Because, like, if I like, like, my thing, I want to be, I want to be successful. Like, I don't know what I'd do if I wasn't successful. But whether, whether, when I turn eighty, whether I'm successful or not, no one's really going to care or like look back. Do you know what I mean? It's just so. It's just, no, it's just you and your, you, your family. Your friends, people close to you, the only ones that really, you know, and even then, like for most people, um, as time passes, you kind of, you know, their life continues and they they carry on doing the things that they want to do. Yeah, because no one really, like, you don't think, oh, remember when you were doing that 30 years ago? Like, you might look back in, in a memory time when you're speaking with friends or whatever, but there's no real importance to it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Right, what was your take on it? What did it? What did you get from it? Me, yeah. Um, oh, it's, it's more the fragility of life. Like it's it's definitely something. As you get older, you think more about um, your mortality and and what that means. And you know, it's that thing of like you, you know you go on a roller coaster when you're ten years old and you're well, not you, Jordan. You were scared then, but um, but you you know you you might you might enjoy the thrill. And then as you get older, I mean, I still love roller coasters, but, you know, some people as they get older get more fearful of, of things because there's more risk attached to them because you realise the implication of of taking that risk and, and what, what might happen to you if you do. So, yeah, I guess, you know, it's important to take care of yourself first and foremost. It's important to make the most of the life that you have. Um, I do think, you know, I'm being completely frank, I do think that life is pointless. And I, I mean that in like a more of a, like a, in general terms, like you live and you die and there's stuff that happens in between. And obviously the people that are around you and the people you care about and the things that you do matter in that moment or over, over a lifetime. But then fast forward a hundred years, fast forward a thousand years and you know, no one, no one's, no one remembers you. No one's thinking about you. You're just, um, dust so yeah i just think you have a limited time on this earth make the most of it have fun smile make some memories that's that's kind of yeah more than anything what i took from it what do you think is like because obviously his his character as the black panther um it it brought so many new fans to superhero and so many more more black people because now they obviously have finally had a superhero to look up to, and the way he acted in the role was was obviously amazing, um, and it got much fanfare. What sort of impact do you think he's left with that legacy of the Black Panther? I think well, I think it's really important given the current climate. Um, when I say the current climate, just the history of, of black people. It's the same as, you know, seeing female leads 
in movies now it might a movie is unimportant in the scheme of things but it can inspire a generation or it can inspire a movement and i think black panther is a really good example of of a, a black lead um you know predominantly black cast and how important it is just to have that representation and tell a different story from a different part of the world irrespective of it being you know a made up place but talking about the the, the power of a, of a nation and the power of black people and yeah just representing that in a world that's uh, you know a comic book world that's predominantly white i think in a funny way his death makes that film more important because it's a oh it becomes iconic it's almost like Christopher Reeve Superman like it becomes a, a moment in time that people will always refer back to because he was the first person to do it and then wasn't able to do it again and, and like I say it was so good and it was so big at the time so it'll always be remembered so it's part of his lasting legacy and it'll be something that people can always refer to for like inspiration because it is a great film What did it mean to you Aaron? Um, I think, like you said, it was just nice to see like every superhero film as always a, a white lead uh, superhero. Um, so it was just nice to see a black person representing. And like you said, it was a mainly black cast talking about black empowerment and raising the country up. So like, I think he, he played a very important role um, in bringing, bringing the franchise through. And I think that has affected like millions of kids around the world. Um, so like I said, now they've got a superhero to look up to as well, rather than just your normal, your Superman, Spider-Man, Batman, um, Black Panther will be top of their list. Black man. Um, what about the fact that he didn't tell anybody that he was unwell or he didn't tell anybody else, uh, not that he had to tell anybody that he was unwell, but how do you think, what do you think about that? But it, 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 it makes sense now because like there was all those things about how much weight he'd lost before doing 21 Bridges and after Black Panther and his lack of energy when he was doing the Wakanda side and his memes left, right and centre about how sick and tired he was of Wakanda. And it makes sense now, like he was obviously suffering and he obviously was tired and just... what what What's mad to me is the fact that he still did, obviously he couldn't, he, he had to because he didn't tell anyone, but he still did the full like, press tours and everything like that, let alone the films. Like the energy, like the travelling stuff must have taken out of him is is crazy. Um, I don't know why he wouldn't tell anyone. Um, possibly he wanted to do those roles without any any thought of, of his illness. He just wanted to be considered for the roles based on who he was and then do well based on who he was. But obviously, I don't know, it's obviously a decision he made. And you don't know if he made that decision knowing he was going to die or with the hope that he'd get over it and he'd never have to speak on it. I mean, I understand why he didn't tell anyone. It's not anybody's business at the end of the day. I mean, that might not have been the reason, but... It's um you know the, the common the common uh, perception is that you have you know as a celebrity by the world and that you have to share every detail of your life. But in reality, you know something as personal and uh, humbling as as having cancer and struggling like he was isn't something necessarily that you want to share with a bunch of people that you don't know to have an opinion uh, to have an opinion on. And I think it goes to you know the. You know, the way that the world views people, it doesn't matter if they're a celebrity or they're an influencer or they're just you, you, you make down the road. You know, if, if people aren't sharing content, then it's it's um, it's not normal. But that, if anything, should be more of the case. Like, keep your stuff to yourself. Keep your stuff to the people you care about. Why do you have to share every intimate detail of your life? with people that you barely know. You you wouldn't choose to if you're in a conversation with them, would you? Well, I agree. I don't think he should have had to say anything. Like you said, it's his business. He doesn't owe anyone anything. So he shouldn't have had to tell anyone anything. But what, like you said, no one obviously knew because he didn't say anything. But like Jordan said, he was getting a lot of abuse and the means of him of how skinny he was looking, etc. And obviously in recent periods, there's been suicides, etc. with like Caroline Flack be an example and everyone after the fact is always be nice be kind etc um but they're always saying that after there's a death and they find out what's what when in the moment they weren't weren't actually being nice what's your sort of what's your take on 
people being nice. Like everyone says, be kind, be kinder to people. And it always comes about when someone dies. But then after that, everyone just carries on back to normal life, cussing each other, etc. What's your What's your sort of thoughts on that? I think people should say less. Everybody has an opinion on on everything, and everybody feels now that I keep going back to social media. But now that social media is a thing. Everybody, you know, has a voice, and they use that voice every opportunity. But I think there's something to be said of people who don't say anything. You know, why do you? Why is your comment so important? Why is your opinion so important? Why do you need to criticize somebody or? you know, whatever, like, why, why do you have to have something to say about everything? And I see, like, I've, I've expressed this before about Twitter. I, I see it, people that I know, friends of mine, uh, making comments about things. And I'm like, what, why? Why, is you, why does your voice need to be heard by, by 200 people? And why do you need to receive a couple of likes for the thing that you said to make yourself feel good? Why can't you just keep your opinion to yourself? And not be offensive I just ask that yeah that's my view Jordan um yeah I agree with that I don't know why everyone has to say uh anything at all the only thing I would say the things about it, it depends what people are talking about so the things like the memes the original memes about Wakanda forever they're obviously in jest they weren't abusive they were just in a parody of the, of the film where he's so passionately about Wakanda then looking at him at that point he seemed like he was just sick of it and I know you never know what anyone's going through so you need to be careful what you comment but we can't be devoid of humour in any situation do you know what I mean because you could you could always you could take the mic I could take the mic out of one of you two now and you might have something going on that I don't know about and am, am I wrong for that for not knowing I don't know it depends <laughs> on what the joke is Humor's fine, but if I'm calling you a cunt or I'm calling you... Oh, yeah, you know, that's, that's what I mean. So abuse and trolling is horrendous. I, I, I don't understand why anyone would do it. You've got to be mentally unstable. I just yeah, mean... Yeah, what they saying? He said, they said he was crack pamp or something like that. Yeah, like see, that. that's out of order. But just saying, like, he's sick of this Wakanda forever stuff, that's, that's in jest, that's funny. Obviously, you don't know what's going on. And had he recovered and, bit, and would have been okay, which obviously everyone would hope for if they had they known... Then it wouldn't it wouldn't be a thing, but I think it's it does shine the light on like you say everyone's all so quick to say be kind for about two or three hours until it's the next thing and then they start ham hammering someone. Um, I, I just don't understand why people would would ever need to do it. I just think my my approach to, to these things is if you wouldn't say it to somebody's face, then don't say it all. Yeah, I agree with that. Exactly. That, that's 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 the type of thing I mean. So saying so some of the jokes you would say to him, you would you would say, or people would say to him in interviews or whatever, but you wouldn't call him crack pants <laughs> crack to his face. You wouldn't say those things because you don't know why he's looking like that or what, what he's going through at all or what, or what anyone's going through. Yeah, I think it just goes back to what Michael says. Though, that everyone, everyone just this day and age just wants to have an opinion on, just for the sake of having an opinion, just for their voice to be heard just for some sort of recognition. I think it's so, um, it's so thoughtless now in terms of the way, you know, it's just like three seconds and you've sent a message or you've sent a tweet or whatever. And there's no consideration to it. So I'm not like, because I'm old, but I'm not saying that, but, um, you think about how the world used to work with letters. I remember um, hearing a story about email and and um, I was talking about how obviously email was supposed to be designed to make things more efficient so people would have more time to do other things. But actually what it, what email did was create, it, create um, reduce the amount of time needed to respond to a message and therefore it increased the, the workload that you have exponentially because it's so instantaneous and i think this the same thing has happened with social media where people like just aren't going through the process of thinking about the things that they're saying it's just a reaction always a reaction they might think about how they want to position it to make themselves seem funnier than they are but uh, there's just no filter or not enough of a filter 
for a lot of people. I mean, I've, like I said, I've seen things on Twitter that have pissed me off and like naive, ignorant views about coronavirus, about racism, about politics. And, you know, I'm as strong opinion, a strongly opinionated person as, as you'll find. But sometimes you just have to accept that saying something isn't the thing to do. And uh, yeah, I just think I think social media has just removed that boundary. I think that's it. It's, it's everyone wants to be the quickest to respond. Like, it's the reaction they're gonna. Everyone wants to be put first. Everyone wants to say something funny or helpful. Um, and there's no thought for the consequence or that once that's out there, that even though you can delete it, it's, it never, it can't really go back. Do you know what I mean? Someone would have screenshotted it. Someone, people would have seen it. And there's no thought for that anymore. No one takes any thought into their response or how they could impact someone by what they're saying because they're hidden behind an icon, essentially. You think about like sharing posts. Uh, you know, we share funny videos with each other on Instagram. Um, but if I mean, I've done it before, I've shared like a post with, uh, with my girlfriend, and then she's referenced that like ten minutes later. And I'm like, oh, what, what video is that? Because you, 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 it's so it's so thoughtless that you just send it. You don't even really process what you've sent. And do you know what I mean? Like, there's that there's that level of of just consciousness yeah, yeah. about it. And I think it's the same with with these comments. People say things in the moment, or were saying things in the moment about him, without even thinking about them. I think that's what that's what society's become. It's become thoughtless and careless with its words, and it's and it's the way that people express themselves. Um, everything's so reactionary. I think people have gone from in years gone by wanting a positive reaction to things they do or approval to just wanting any reaction, just any form of attention is good. Like the amount of times you see like people abusing celebrities and then the celebrity messages them back or something, and they're like, "Oh, I just wanted you to respond." Like that is the weirdest thing to me. Yeah, it's it is odd. Um, but yeah, I, don't, I just don't know. I don't understand why people want that. Everybody wants their voice heard, um, and in such a careless way. I think. I mean, I know we've spoken about this before, but it's, it goes talking about um, mental health and Aaron. You raised like Caroline Flack, but it's a dangerous world out there. I say dangerous world out there, it's just a dangerous world full stop because you don't even have to go anywhere to receive abuse. Any amount of time you sort of want to set someone straight or say something and you, but there's like the fear of the backlash of receiving hate, you know, for, for hate for hate's sake, you know, fire for fire type thing. Um, I just think it's a real shame. It's a real shame that people are so thoughtless. Imagine being in a school now with like the instant reaction and the onslaught on social media and that you can't really escape stuff or forget stuff. Yeah. Like something stupid happened at school when we were at school, by two days later it was forgotten. Whereas now it will follow you home. And it's yeah. it will always be there. It's a video, it's a photo, it's yeah. It's just, yeah, yeah, everyone's first reaction is to get their camera on it. Which is insane. It's just um I don't know, it just feels like yeah, it sounded like really old when I say this back in my day, but um, there's just no compassion. There's no compassion. You know, there's, there's always been people that have been harsh and there's always been people that take the piss. I've definitely been that person who's just, you know, I like bantering people and taking the piss out of people, but um, it just seems so remorseless now because there's just no, because it's not face-to-face, because it isn't a real interaction, it just removes that humanity, I think. Mm-hmm. It's a tough one to manage, isn't it? Yeah, it's a tough one to manage. Like I said, people keep and all it like a celebrity dies and everyone's be nice, be nice. Then everyone goes back to their ways, and then another celebrity dies and it's like be nice, be nice, be nice. Like do you know what I mean? It's just I don't know. I think people just want to take it upon themselves, haven't they? Does it make you think that? I like I quite often see your Twitter feed and you're hammering people. Um, you're not, you know, I'm not saying you're one of those people that's like super abusive, but you definitely go in on, on people. Or, you know, express it strong <laughs> opinions, but does it make you think more about how you interact? Uh, yeah, some, sometimes, but I, I wouldn't say I'm 
I'm only hateful towards people that I dislike. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, and I like, and I would say, it, I would say it to their face. Um, but sometimes there is like, I'll put a tweet out, and I think, what's the point? Do you know what I mean? I'll, I'll write something that I give my opinion on, and like, and I think two minutes later, I'm like, oh, what was the point in that? There was no point really, so I just delete it. But obviously, there's a few people on Twitter that get on my nerves and I'll, I'll let them know about it. But I don't, I wouldn't really say it's like, I'm not constantly trolling people, writing people every day, whatever. If Piers Morgan says something that I disagree with, I'll tell him he's a see you next Tuesday because I think he is a see you next Tuesday. But, um, so it's, it's partly made me think, but I wouldn't say I'm, I'm overly nasty to people, only people that I generally dislike. And I would say it to their face anyway, so, yeah. Do you think it like because I guess the thing you said about you know, you'll say it or you'll tweet it and then you'll think about it and then you'll delete it? But do you think you'll ever get to the point where you think about it enough before you send it to then not send it? Yeah, yeah, no, I've done that a few times as well. I'll literally type it, type it, type it, and then before I get the end, I'm like, what's the point? This is not benef benefiting me in any way, shape, or form. What's the point? So yeah, there's times where I delete it after I tweet it, or times where I've delete it before I tweet it as I'm typing it because yeah there's no real there's no real benefit to it is there it's just fucking getting in arguments for the sake of arguments saying rubbish for the sake of saying rubbish there's no real there's no real point to it um, what about you Jordan has it made does it make you think about how you interact with people or... I, I don't <laughs> interact with people so like I use Twitter as like a news feed and I, re I might retweet something but I don't tweet no, I'm like, I'm like laissez-faire. No one could really say anything online that's ever going to get a reaction out of me um, or where I feel like I need to, other than maybe Aaron, where I feel like I need to tweet that person or call out that person. Um, oh, what have you called me out? No, I'm just saying, like, if anyone was going to get a reaction out of me, it would be you. Um, so I, that's, when I, oh, that's when I tweet a lot, though, when people say stuff that... I just, the thing that annoys me most is, uh, sorry to interrupt, but the thing that annoys me most is when people just talk shit. So that, that's when I tend to nibble, when I just completely disagree with what they're saying and I think they're spouting a load of old rubbish. Whereas I just so don't I, care. I just laugh. Yeah that's, yeah, that's when I intervene. But it, yeah, but it annoys me when people believe it. That's what makes me like try, jump on it, because when people actually believe some of the shit people say, it just annoys me. But it's that's what makes the world go around. You never do you not tweet at all, Jordan. I don't know that. No. Not for not for like, I've probably done about ten tweets in the last five years, and if any, I'd, it might be a retweet. I don't think I've actually drafted a tweet since like two thousand and twelve or something. So I literally just use it as a news feed, news feed, see what's going on with football, transfer updates, and general banner. That's about mm -hmm. it, and send Aaron stuff. Yeah, some funny videos on Twitter, I'll give it that. What's that? So there's some funny vi videos on Twitter, though, I'll give it that. See, that's, that's the same as me, to be fair, though. Like, I tweet a lot more than Jordan, but a lot of the time on Twitter, I'm just I'm just in a few group chats on Twitter, in, with watching funny videos, um, and it's just talking rubbish, really. But like I said, the odd stuff to do with the world, whether it be coronavirus, Piers Morgan, or, or some racial stuff, I'll get involved, but otherwise, or maybe football as well, but otherwise, I, yeah, I'm just watching. So going back to Chadwick Boseman, do you think that his, the way that he's perceived now on the back of, you know, his su surprise passing has elevated his career in terms of the perception of his acting? Because I yeah, think, I think like 21 Bridges I thought was okay. Like he was, he was definitely one of the better characters in it, but I didn't think it was a great film. Um, Black Panther, good film, but I didn't, you know, like solid film, solid seven, eight out of 10, but uh, nothing, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say out, outside of the, um, the, the praise for uh, bringing the cultural, elements to to the four i don't think it was a standout avengers movie 
I, well, I disagree slightly. I think I agree with you in the sense that Twenty One Bridges was it was a good film. Nothing special was a good film. Um, I think Black Panther was top oh, top three probably out of all the Avenger films. Yeah, but probably um, because of Michael B. Jordan than uh, Chadwick Boseman. Well, I think it was just as a whole because I, I don't if there was if Chadwick Boseman didn't perform as well as he performed then. I don't think he would have bounced off Michael Jordan as well. Michael B. Jordan as he <laughs> as he did, <laughs> and also this this we'll probably get onto in a minute. Who do you get to replace Chadwick Boseman? Like he played the character so well. Horace he Whittaker. is who? Horace Whitaker. Who do you Black Panther, not Black Panther's granddad. Black <laughs> Panther. <laughs> 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 um, so yeah I think like I said I think that was a top three Avengers film I think he played the character really well um, there was obviously other other great characters in it as well that made the film great um, but I think like anything death always speeds up the congratulation of an actor or celebrity of their work that they've done previous um, but I do believe he was going to go on to do better things than he had previously done um, he's good in um, I think he's left a good legacy the Get On Up the James Brown film he's really good in that The Five Bloods that's probably he's probably the best in The Five Bloods he's very, really good in that oh shit did you not like it? no I thought you knew about films man uh, have you seen the one he's in on Netflix as well? I can't remember what no I haven't seen that yet uh, which one? The Five Bloods is quality no it's not you just don't like Spike Lee I don't like Spike Lee but that's a shit okay. <laughs> watch out Aaron don't watch out. Right? Yeah. Save trust yourself. me. It's better than a loft. Yeah. Trust me. Um, so yeah. So you do think? Uh, just, just really quickly while we're talking about films, I'm interested, Aaron. Uh, apologies for anyone who hasn't seen any of the Avengers and movies. You say top three. Where in the top three, and what else are you putting in there? Uh, probably. I think. I reckon top three is going to come down to top five. Can I do um, it? Nah, the one I think the Avengers. What's the Avengers before um, Endgame is probably the best one. Yeah, Infinity War. Yeah, that's number one. And then probably what? I don't know. Endgame maybe two. Mm-hmm. And then I, I think Black Panther is the best standalone individual. Yeah, standalone of the of all of them. Better than Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah. No chance. My top. My top three is Infinity <laughs> Infinity War one. And then Ragnarok and Black Panther, I can't, I can't separate them. So joint second for Ragnarok and Black Panther. You two. And, then, for, and then fourth is uh, Winter Soldier, probably. Black Bias, that's what it is. No, it's a good that film. One, what's your top three then? I never freeze. So what, Iron Man 1's better than Black Panther? I would say... Um, Infinity War... Thor, Ragnarok, and probably I've not seen Thor, Ragnarok, so I can't I can't comment on that one. Probably, probably I... Black Panther. Yeah, I agree. No, actually, um, <laughs> Avengers. I would say Avengers. Mm, they're all pretty tight. So, I mean, yeah, Infinity yeah. War is just clearly the best. Avengers films. Would go would would be in the top three ahead of ahead of that. Anyway, side point side point. Um, I never freeze. So yeah, who's going? Who do you think is going to is going to it will will replace him? I'm no, no, um, just it. like in the comics, or yeah, it'll be his sister. Yeah, I think it'll be his sister. There's no other. What other black actors can you think of that will suit the role and can play him? The only one we me and Jordan said was obviously. Mark will be Jordan B. He's obviously already played the, um, the bad guy in it. So. Nah, there's, um, oh, I spoke when I said to you the other day, I can't pronounce his name. Yah. You know, Mark. I've never Yah. seen him act. Yah. 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 Candyman. The new Candyman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's in um, Aquaman and he's in Watchmen. Can't pronounce his name. Yeah, yeah I know what you're about. Can't he's a really good actor. But he, you shouldn't replace him. It's two scenes that he's doing something like that. Just put his sister in it. Apparently that was what the, the plot was anyway, but I don't know. 
Mm. I don't know if his sister's too young. Um, I know it's like one of those things where you've got a, a black fe- female lead, which would be great to see. Um, Lapita would be good. Who? Lapita Nyong. Lapita Nyong'o? Yeah. I don't know who that is. But she plays, um, what's her name in, in Black Panther? She's his girlfriend in Black Panther. You say it three more times, I'm still not going to know who it is. <laughs> the lead in us. 12 Years a Slave as well, isn't she? Yeah. Um, yeah. You must Big know red. who she is. Big Red in us. <laughs> I didn't know her name. That's, that's uh, what I think. Yeah. Say her name again, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, yeah, there was, <laughs> I, um, yeah, there's no real actual male leads to replace him, is there? Mum is longer. You can't replace him. So, yeah, I don't know. I think they'll just pass it onto his, onto his sister. Or his sister in the film. Mm. But yeah, was it, it was a, it's a real, obviously not, it was a shame he lost his life, not just for the film, but I mean, just from the film's perspective, it would have been nice if he, if he could have continued that role, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, did you want to talk about the film that you saw the weekend? Because that's has another strong male black lead. Yeah, Tenet. Tenet, Tenet, Tenet. Well, what did you think of the film? I, I thought it was really good. Um, it wasn't quite the film that I expected, but I like the way it challenged the conventions of, of film. Um, Christopher Nolan is just a bit of a genius, isn't he? Let's be completely honest. Wait, yeah, I don't, I don't understand how you can... Well, I do understand it, but like I say, he's a genius to sit and come up with that concept. Who's that, Kanye? No, he's not that Kanye. He's actually a genius. You you can't still think that Kanye West is a genius. If Kanye directed Tenet, it'd be it'd it'd be a black screen and Kanye (laughs) just shouting Tenet for two hours. Um, Still, still sells. (laughs) Tenet. Yeah, to come up with a concept like that, multiple concepts, he's come up with all all of his films, and then deliver on it and turn it into a movie is ridiculous. I don't think it was better than Inception, though. Explain can't give any spoilers away. But... After your shocking Black Panthers in the top three, go on, explain that one. What do you mean? Where did you put it? It's, it's, in, it's the best standalone film. Top five. I said top five, but not top three. Um, it's, no, seriously. it's on the fringe of top three. It's like top three, top four. You know what I mean? Yeah, but five isn't three. I'm not putting it five. I'm putting it, I'm putting it through. Anyway... Um, what did you think it was better than Inception without ruining the film for anybody? No, I said I thought See, it wasn't. was better. Yeah, sorry, that's what I meant. Inception, why did you think Inception was better? Because I think... The, the, like, yeah, without giving away the film, the plot wasn't... I don't think it was actually as in-depth. You didn't understand it? it. <laughs> no, I don't think it was actually as in-depth as what what it seemed to like come across as in the trailer and etc. I think once you once you actually think about it, it wasn't that it wasn't that actually complicated at all, really. It wasn't that comp- complicated. It, there's a lot left to be explained. So as we discussed, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a follow up to it or two. Um, I mean, Inception obviously had Leonardo DiCaprio in it, so that's always a winner. I bet if you watch, I would say that the difference between Inception and Tenet is, Tenet is a film you don't necessarily need to watch twice, whereas you might do with Inception. But I bet if you if you did watch it again, you'd spot a million things that you didn't notice the first time you watched it. Which one, Tenet or Tenet? Um, the um and the the sound, well, I was going to say soundtrack, the scoring of the film, the, the music was sick. Yeah, the music always is good in Christopher Nolan films, but like I said, to yeah, Martin, but it's particularly some, some sick. points. No, it's always good in these films, but at some some points you couldn't hear what they were actually saying, like when they had the masks on, etc. You couldn't actually hear what they were saying. What's Denzel Washington's son's first name? David, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, David. What do you think about him as an actor? 
could he? Yeah, be, I think he's good. Could he be Black Panther? No, he's too, too short. short. <laughs> <laughs> he's Black Panther's little brother. <laughs> he ain't got the John voice David for it either. John David Washington is. I saw, I liked him in Black's Cla- Black Klansman, but because of the voice he puts on that, which is obviously it's, it is his voice, but he just accentuates it a bit. I can't. I, I can only hear that voice when he speaks. He's in Ballers as well, isn't he? Yeah. So I you, think you don't he's... need to put an African accent on. No, I don't, it's not. He probably could, but I, 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 it's whenever I see him, like, I think he's a really good actor. But I just see him as being Ron Stallworthy in Black Klansman, and he's speaking like, "Hello, I'm Ron Stallworthy." <laughs> Yeah, that's what I didn't expect that of Black Panther as well because I hadn't seen any Chadwick Boseman films before and I didn't realise how American he was until after the film came out. Because all you saw was him, obviously, with the uh, African accent. And then I was like, oh, he's actually American. Like, I didn't even know until after the film came out. But I think, um, yeah, John David Washington, I think he's a good actor. I think he's, he's an up-and-coming actor, isn't he? He's not, he's not the finished article yet. I think hopefully this film will be... Uh, stepping stone and like the start of the big films for him I'd watch, you'd, I'd watch more films like that with him in like thrillers and action I've seen yeah. a few films now like I've seen uh, The Black Clansman I've obviously seen Tenet and there was a couple of others I've seen him in which I thought he was really good in um, not as good as his dad yet anyway well it's not I mean that's not surprising is it but what what do you think like where do you think his growth is Aaron what in terms of what you, sort of movies he's going to do? I well, said you, to Aaron in, in the cinema, yeah. Equalizer Three was dead, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you said he's good, but you're like he's still was. He's not the finished article. Yeah, because if you look at the film, what films of note has he been in apart from when you mentioned Black Klansman? But I don't think that was particularly. I've not seen the film, but I mean it wasn't particularly paraded. It's not like a massive film, really. Um, and then now this tenet is his biggest role to date. So I think obviously it's a good I think it's a good stepping stone for him to keep moving up. Obviously it's a big jump anyway, being in a Christopher Nolan film and being the main actor in it. Um but I think now hopefully he can get a lot more similar roles where he's the main main big lead in a in a big production. Monsters and Men was the other film that I saw, which he was excellent in. Well, what do you think his role is going forward? I think I mean the only he's a little bit short, right? So I don't I'd like that's that's probably the only thing that would potentially hold him back. Um, it's a bit like uh, Robert Downey Jr., isn't it? Or uh, Tom Cruise, where they can only play certain characters because of their size. But I think he's. I mean, if your dad's Denzel Washington, you're not going to be half bad to begin with. Um, but I think he's a good, a gritty actor. He's just a good method actor. Um, I think he could be the next James Bond. No, but I know I like... do that type of film though. Well, that's what not what Tenet is, but do you know what I mean that type of action. I wonder if he'll do more Chadwick Boseman style films. That's what that's what I was wondering because there aren't that many um, athletic. Um... I mean, two bridges. <laughs> That was a terrible joke. Um, um, but there aren't that many, that many athletic, athletic. There aren't that many actors in that mould. You think about Michael B. Jordan, like he's too much of a pretty boy. Um, obviously, like with Chad Boseman passed, I can't, I can't think of too many others that sort of fit that grittier, um, like uh, A-list black yeah. actor profile. I don't know. I think he's. I think he's got um, a, a good career ahead of him. Yeah, he was really good in this film, and the film was really good without without spoiling it. It's not. It wasn't exactly what I thought it was going to be going into it, but it was really good, and I think it, like I said, could possibly go into another one, should they choose to. Although obviously, because of coronavirus, it's not made. It's not even broken even yet. So you've been watching the box office, have you? I just saw an article today. It's made. I thought, which I thought was good, to be fair, over a week, 165 mil. I'll take it. But the budget was 200 mil, so. What about um, John Boyega? I'm not. I 
don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think I was speaking to Jordan about this the other day as well. I, I don't know. He's he's okay in Star Wars, I think, and it's obviously great. Like the more black actors get important roles, the better. Um, but like, what was the other one he was in? Um, Attack the block. Attack the block. Oh, that is one. Of the he was young then, though. He was, he was a teenager. I haven't seen Detroit. Don't know if he's good in that. The only thing I didn't like about Star Wars was like, the American accent. Oh, he did like, did like. Didn't like. This didn't make sense when when the main character's got a British accent. Why does he need to have this faux American accent? Well, I don't know if that means he's not good. Also, I think he was good in the first Star Wars film he was in, to be fair. But then his role got reduced, didn't it, over the second two films, so... And I didn't really like the last two films anyway. That's nothing to do with him. I just think they were not very good. So you don't think he's a very good actor? No, no, I don't think I've seen enough of him. It'd be good to see him in like a lead. Like I said, I haven't seen Detroit, so I can't comment on that. But see him in like a lead and see how he did that. Because he's not the lead in Star Wars. He's like an accessory to the story. Hmm. And in the first one where he has got a bigger part, he does well. I'd like to see if you couldn't judge him until you saw him in something. Do you know what I mean? Starring in something. So if you, if you were to put him in um, John David Washington's role in Tenet, do you think he, how do you think he would have fared? No, no, he wouldn't have been as good. Not because he's not a good actor, just because of the way he, his look and the way I see him. I, I wouldn't see it wouldn't seem as serious. Do you know what I mean? Do you think it's British? British? No. Because then look at Daniel Kaluuya, he's like phenomenal. So if you have Daniel Kaluuya and and John Daniel, I'm going to call him Daniel. Oh yeah, if Daniel Kaluuya was like, because he's not really the athletic frame type, but if he was, then yeah, he'd be outstanding. Actually, you two have the same build, I just realised that. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Like Um, you and Shaq. (laughs) Yeah. Big dick boy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I saying? Um, anyway, so what what did you think of it? So you thought the film was good? Yeah, the film was good. There were some bits that were a bit silly, but it was good. It was tense. It was there was twists and turns. Um, but one thing was that all the, the all the what you would probably do big twists. You, you, they weren't like massive surprises. Yeah, but do you think there's no like shocker? Film needs big twists and, and turns. No, I think you were saying uh, if it was a negative. No, it wasn't. It wasn't a negative. Um, no, because a lot of people, a lot of people wouldn't see those things coming. So they're, they're, do you know what I mean? So they, they, they are still twists and turns. And I think it still leaves some bits open to interpretation. I think that's what makes a good film where you can. Well, you leave it talking about it, and you're you've you, people interpret it different and debate about it, or argue about it. I think that makes a good film, as long as they're debating for the right reasons, um, and it has all of that. I think they did rush some parts of it, though, didn't they? I think the first half an hour was really vast. That was all. Like building the story up was a bit rushed, wasn't it? There's no back. There's no exposition. There's no background, is there? But I think. Starts off good though that that first scene. That's what I say. I think that's that's Christopher Nolan's mo, isn't it? Drop you straight in in the action, and very quickly get you up to speed. Yeah. Which I like. I like that. I I don't like. Oh yeah. The... He's a half an hour scene setter, and then oh, then the movie will start. Yeah, it was good. It was straight in. With no, the I, I, like the, yeah. The first the opening sequence was unreal. I just think after that there should have been one more scene. It just goes to explain just to him a little bit more. Didn't even need to be long. But I think that was deliberate because you didn't care about whether he lived or died, really. Like, mm. you wanted him to succeed in what he was trying to achieve, but you didn't really care whether he lived or died. And I think yeah. the more layers you add to a character, the more you care about whether they live or die. Same situation with Robert Pattinson in that film. Like, by the way, he's a massive, he's one of the most underrated actors. And I think I said this to you guys before. Mm. He's one of those, a bit like Ben Affleck. Like he's one of those massively underrated. Like, yes, he's been in some yeah, bad films. Yes, he's been in some good films, but he's, he's a good actor. Um, 
who who's underrated. Yeah, he was good in that. To be fair, he was really good in that. Yeah, he, he looks good in the Batman in the trailer. Me. Yeah, he surprised me. He was actually he was good. Like you say, it's just a Twilight connotation, isn't it? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying about John Boyega. I wonder whether that's like he he has a bad uh, um, or you you perceive him negatively because he was in Attack the Block and therefore that's your association. And his character in Star Wars is a little bit wishy-washy and you know a bit soft. I like yeah, the I think the block. It's, it's not even just to attack the block. You like I like that film. Yeah, it's right. For what it was. Terrible. But it's I don't think it's just attack the block. It's Star Wars. Yeah, just the, whatever you've seen in him. I'm the same as Jordan. I've not seen Detroit, but if you've not really seen him play it, I know Star Wars is a bit, a bit serious, but not too serious. Obviously, it's sci-fi. So to see him in the role of te- in tennis, it's hard to see just off the persona and how he's acted in the films. I'm seeing him. Not to say that you couldn't do it, but the films I've seen him in, it's hard to imagine. He seems to, from my perception of him, is that he overacts a little bit. Like he's really... Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's not, I don't, I can't imagine him in like a really tense scene in me being gripped. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Even in like a not a tense movie, like put him in like a Will Smith film. Imagine him in iRobot. Even in that, there's like tense scenes in there. Do you know what I mean? When he's walking through the factory and he's like, which, which robot is going to jump out or whatever. Like, you imagine John Boyega in that. Is it, is it as good? It's a pretty bad film, to be honest. What? What? What's going on here? I thought you <laughs> liked films. I didn't say it was a bad film. I said it's a pretty bad film. Oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> With nostalgia, you're like, oh, yeah. Film. And then you've watched it like 15 more times over the past 15 years. And you're like, nah, it's not. Nah. Every time I roll it, so I watch it. Yeah, I really watch this <laughs> film, man. What do you mean, Sonny? <laughs> <laughs> Power down! <laughs> but you two are like, you know, you just like doing the same thing. In a minute, Jordan's going to talk about his girlfriend again. Uh, <laughs> so, you know... Uh, nah, uh, I think I really watch a good film. I'd watch no, it. I didn't say it was a bad film, I just said it's not that great. Next, you'll be telling me Minority Report is not good. <laughs> Minority Report is good. That's the best. Although Tom Cruise overacts in that. I've not, I've not seen it. I think I was too young what? when I watched that. No, nah, because we used to have it on DVD, didn't we? But I think I was proper yeah. young when it came out, so I didn't uh, I didn't watch it properly. What's your, I mean, so I'm not going to ask you, Aaron. I know what your favourite film is. What's your favourite film, then, Jordan? Uh, I don't actually have favourites of any film. All right, top three. Varies. Do you know what? When I was younger, I could say this. When I was younger, my top, my favorite film, it flipped between Bad Boys and Beverly Hills Cop Three. Was my favorite film of all time. Now, oh, what was it? Now I couldn't tell you. To be honest, The Departed's really good. Yeah, The Departed's up there. Departed, Batman, Dark Knight. I really like Gone Girl. Oh, yeah, it's good. I, I watch that every time, so. That's a good film. Um, yeah, The Departed is one of the best films I've seen. Have you two seen Primal Fear? No. Uh, who's in that? Um, Richard Gere. And I can't remember the other yeah, one. I have seen it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good film. You know when he's like with the church boy and all that and he's a lawyer? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good film. Well, what's your favourite film? Yeah. Um, oh, favourite film. I've seen it. I've seen a couple recently. So we were talking about it the weekend, weren't we? Jojo Rabbit. I think that's one of. It was us, wasn't it? Talking about. Yeah, it. yeah, that is really good. I watched that. That's one of the most perfect films, just for having the right level of like um, depth to the story and um humor and sensitivity and emotion like all bundled into one um there was another film fuck what was it i can't remember there's another film i've seen in the last 18 months to two years where i was like that's as close to a perfect film as you're going to get by far do you think films are getting better no not all films but the good ones i think there's less quite i think well there's less there's less quantity of quality nowadays, I think. That, yeah, but the, the good the films good ones are far between. 
Mm. I thought the good ones are really good though. Like what's a real? I mean, the Joker. Actually, the Joker was the film I was thinking of. So I thought the Joker oh, was. Hey, Murray. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I thought the Joker was yeah, that was really good. Most perfect film I've seen. Um, It just it did everything right. It it kept you guessing, and it made you like it. It was a three-hour film where it didn't feel a second too long or a second too short. Yeah, it it was honest. It was raw. It was. I hate films that aren't real. Like I hate films that don't depict things as they would unfold and don't get me wrong there's probably like a couple maybe of bits in that film that you just be like uh you know like when he um when he shoots the guy in the the dwarfs in the in his apartment and he lets him go Mm. he doesn't get like he just sits there and it's like he would definitely have been arrested within you know the police would have been arrived we would hope a little bit sooner than they did but um yeah that was one of the most perfect films that's been made yeah, I don't, know, I don't know what my favourite film is. I watch a lot of... I've been watching loads of films recently and then I, I discover films from ages ago that I do really like, like Good Will Hunting, The Town... The Green Mile. That used to be my favourite. Oh, yeah, that's good. Still I haven't watched that in ages. What's that, Aaron? So I, I started it. I've not finished that yet, though. The Green Mile? Yeah. It's a really good um, but I don't know what my favourite is. It's definitely not The Irishman because it's the most boring film I've ever seen in my life. Um, but I don't know. I, I think, like I said, the good films are getting better though. But what makes a good film for you? Um, thought-provoking. Like you say, real, so it could actually happen. Um, when I, I watch films, like, I like, analyse films when I watch them. So I, I like a film where I don't necessarily not not know what's going on, but it's not easy to to read if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What's your favorite genres? What genre? I love thriller. Yeah, a thriller. Yeah, probably thriller. I don't, I don't think they make comedy films anymore. What do you mean they don't make comedy films? They, they don't make good comedy. They're just stupid comedies. Like every film's a comedy. Every film has an aspect of comedy in it now. Unless it's like a really intense thing, um, whereas like a standalone comedy film is just they're just stupid comedies. Um, but yeah, probably just thrillers. Yeah, not horror. I just find them boring. It's because you're scared. They're so predict. No, I'm, they're so predictable. But that's what makes them good. If you have a good horror film, it's good because well, you it's- like horrors, Michael. Yeah, I love horror films. Oh, no. I, I watch them, I enjoy it, but they're just so predictable. I just talk the whole way through, like, oh, this, this is going to happen now, this is going to happen now. I, I just think the storylines tend to be shit in horrors. Oh, no, a, bit, a lot of them are really good, they're just very badly executed. But I, the premise is good. I, like I said, I think a good horror film you can't really beat. Be Get Out's good. Us is good. What about Scream? Get Out's average, Us is poor. What? Us is overhyped, massively overhyped. What's good about that film? You talk about films that have comedy and everything. That film is like littered with. Oh yeah. Comedy. It's not as good as Get Out. It's not as good as Get Out. Get Out's better. Um, you can't really think of horror film. It's comedy. I'm trying to think of other horror films I like. I used, to love the, I used to love Saw films. That's why you've got no taste in films. No, they're awful films. I know they're awful films. But that's, a, that's an example, though, where the premise in the first couple is good. Not but really. I mean, it's... For the time. Ridiculous. So Strangers when, is my favourite horror film of recent, of recent years. The what? Strangers. I don't think I've seen that. What's the horror film where them? The, I've, I've seen one that's come out like probably about seven, eight years ago, where, them, where they, they have two kids and they get possessed. I can't remember what it's called though. Don't know. Possessed films are crap usually. Best. No. I can't remember what it's called. It's like so then like some red like scary guy appears like across the window. Oh um fuck what it's called. In, in um in Yeah, Insidious, that's it. Yeah, Insidious, yeah. Oh, I'm not seen that. Yeah. I, I don't know, I think you can get you can get a good even like the first it remake. That was quite good because. Oh yeah, that was alright. Yeah, that was quite. Good. 
Is that the one where he snatches the kid from underneath the street? Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen the second one. The second one's basically rubbish. second one is rubbish. Uh, that's a shame. Hey, Georgie. Yeah, that's sick. Let me bite his arm off. Well, yeah, Aaron, what's your, what's your favourite genre of movie? Yeah, thrillers. Thrillers for me. All day. Ones where, like, like, uh, it's not my favourite film, but films like Law Abiding Citizen, where there's a few few different twists and turns. Um, Such a bad ending, though. You sort of got to figure out what happens. Do you know what I mean? You're sort of, it's investigative. Oh, I said that what? one. <laughs> <laughs> RS. I was, I was in that film. What's that? <laughs> yeah, you know what I meant. But yeah, films like, yeah, films like where you've got to sort of work it out. Um, twists and turns, you don't know what what's happening. Yeah, Law of Iron Citizens, quality film, I think. Well, even the end of um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, that's good. That's good to a point, and then it goes. Yeah, not amazing. It's good. It's good. And what didn't f- you like about the ending in *Lord of the I wanted Jamie Foxx to die. <laughs> and it's like he's like, he's supposed to be out like, the most like this such smart assassin. Oh yeah, they wouldn't. Have and he gets him caught like out that, this yeah. whack a bomb in his room. Not the door. If you're gonna do that, you might as well just walk, wait till he gets back to the and shoot him in his head. Like. Yeah, that was a good film, though. But yeah, Backdraft, Backdraft, Mulan. <laughs> the Departed. <laughs> up there, Aaron. Up yeah, there. Backdraft, Mulan, <laughs> Mulan and The Departed are up there for me. Toy Story 2. Yeah, Batman, Dark Knight, probably my top five. Are there any other films coming out this year that you want to, you know, you think will be film of the year? I can't, I can't think of any others that are coming I out. I can't think of any that are coming out. Mulan's out, Aaron probably think that. No, that looks rubbish as well. It's live action, isn't it? And the rubbish. What is coming out this year? Or James next Bond. year now? No, I can't be asked for that. You're still going to watch it though, aren't you? Oh, maybe. I'm trying to see what's coming out now. No idea. Probably will win delays. What about um, Fast and Furious 17? <laughs> yeah, that needs to be stopped. I don't know. What, what about what you like? They didn't write Wonder Woman, did you? That looks awful. What was that? Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman looks rubbish. Yeah, it looks terrible. Bad Boys, that was terrible. Bad Boys! No, that was funny. No, that was just a bad film. <laughs> it, it was alright. Right. Yeah, it is alright. I thought Will might have fucking bothered to get in shape for it, do you know what I mean? <laughs> but. Thing is, it yeah, wasn't Bad like, Boys, was it? Because it was it was basically just a comedy action comedy, whereas Bad Boys is more of like an th- yeah, action yeah. thriller with a bit yeah. of comedy in it. Oh, I want to see the new Candyman. Yeah. Um. That June film. Um, Timothy Chalamet. That. Um, that looks good. Yeah. What's that? Um, oh yeah, June. Yeah, Timothy Chalamet. I'm saying it now. He is the next Leonardo DiCaprio. Top actor. What about what, Bad Boys or Rush Hour? They're, They're two different films. Coming yeah, to America. Know. Oh, yeah, that's coming out, isn't it? That's going to be terrible, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah. Is Eddie in it? He is in it, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was good for us, all. He was good back in the day, wasn't he? You know, Beverly was confident around. What do you think oh, yeah, of the fact that a lot of these films are now coming to streaming services? So Netflix, obviously a lot of films are released to Netflix. Um, don't make it to the cinema. I like Let- it when it's like I like it when it's like a like it's just an average film when it's an easy watch, you stick it on for it. So not yeah, that's what the Netflix right. ones are. Um I like them, that that's they're cool. But you still want when it's a big film like a tenant or whatever, you still want that cinema experience, I think. That's why I don't think cinemas will ever ever die. Yeah, the Netflix ones are just like saying easy viewing. Like, have you watched that Project Power? That is so shit. It's just easy viewing, though, isn't it? Yeah, but I didn't watch it. The trailer looks terrible. So it, it, <laughs> it's better than the trailer looks. Jamie Foxx is bad. What's that? I said any film with Jamie Foxx is bad. Not Baby Driver. That is a pretty bad film. What is going yeah, on? I think here? Jamie Foxx is slightly overrated just because how good he can do voices and that. But as an actual actor, he's. He's been in a couple of good films and, and that's like made his career. Basically. He's got an Oscar, hasn't he? 
Um, I don't know. For for that Tom Cruise film. Uh, I know the one you're on about. I can't remember. Oh, yeah. you said this the other day. What was it? Um, when he's a taxi driver. Yeah. yeah. Someone's going to be screaming in their phone or for their headphones. It's fucking this. Collateral. Yeah. Collateral. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, he's a terrible actor. <laughs> You've not seen Collateral? It'd be interesting when he does the uh, Mark Tyson biopic, though. Yeah. I'm definitely interested in seeing that. He obviously does the voice good, so if you can get in shape and, and act a bit, then... Do you think um, right. Mike Tyson will win his fight? Mm, don't know. Um, not if it goes past one round. <laughs> he's, he's like 50. Like, no, I know he used to be the baddest man on the planet and all that rubbish, but like... If he gets a one back to his to his chin, he's like fifty years old. He's going down. Do you know what I mean? So is Roy Jones, isn't he? He only retired last year, though, didn't he? Yeah, that's what's yeah. But obviously Tyson will come out with a one round onslaught, blowing out with his ass after that, and then, <laughs> and then see what happens. You never know. It's not going to be. I'm not planning to watch it though. Oh no. Anyway, it's going to be an exhibition, isn't it? But, yeah. You've kind of just digressed and gone off on a on a random tangent this evening, but uh, <laughs> good to be back again. I think next week what we should do is get one of our followers on the show. Um, so uh, Aaron, as our um, social media manager, maybe you can you can put something out and we can get someone random on the show to talk yeah. about. Uh, themselves and what they like about the podcast and whatever it is that they want to talk about. Yeah, sounds good. Cool. Cool. All right then. Until next time. Later. Bye.